Welcome back to Marriage Monday. My name is Dave Berenger, and this is my podcast to help you build your marriage one Monday at a time. Today, I want to talk about restoring that feeling of falling in love. Restoring that feeling. Now, I, I understand that this is going to come off very emotional today, but it's something that I've heard from both young and old couples, uh, not in terms of their actual age, but the vintage of their marriage, that there is this concern about no longer feeling in love. Now, it's not that we live by that feeling because not every moment in your marriage is going to feel loving or lovey. You're not always going to have that Twitter-pated moment. There's my little nod to Bambi there. You're not always going to have that Twitter-pated moment where you are just head over heels. Um, you just swoon that you just are in this mode where nothing in the world matters or exists apart from your spouse. But yet there is this mode that we can get into where we just disregard those important romantic notes that should be a part of our marriage. They don't run the marriage, um, but they should be a part of our marriage. I want to help kind of restore some hope for that. I hear that from young couples. They, they'll say, you know, when do you stop feeling in love? When, what age does that happen? What is it when the wedding is done? Is it when you get back from your honeymoon? Just because they've heard from enough couples that that feeling is just gone. It's that old song, you've lost that loving feeling. Um, I want to help you regain and restore maybe that, that feeling that you're after. And, and, and maybe instead of a feeling, maybe we should call it a mode. That mode of simply being in love because feelings come and go, but to be in a mode where you are developing those romantic connections all over again. So let me let me help you out here. Let me help restore some of that quote unquote feelings of falling in love again. So write this down. Hold on to your vows. Number one, hold on to your vows. Now, what I'm trying to get at here before we get into anything else is I'm trying to develop a mentality of your marriage that says that for better, for worse, for richer or for poor, in sickness and in health, till death do us part. Uh, those are some of the traditional vows that are used in marriages. I use some of those vows. Uh, you may have t- had different vows that you've taken with each other. But I need you to hold on to your vows because when you are going after this idea of the feeling of falling in love without the proper mentality, then the emotions are the things that have their way. Let me say that again. If we are purely living through our emotions and our feelings and they're not present, then immediately it's easy to abandon it. We need a mentality that far surpasses the idea of an emotion or a feeling. Feelings can shift just like the wind. But having a mentality doesn't matter which way the wind blows. You can have a mentality and a purpose and a drive that's going to be there. And so when it comes to your vows, that's why it's important to hold on to your vows is to look back at what you promised. Look back at that commitment because when you've got your mind correct and you've got that commitment there, you can navigate through any emotion or lack thereof that you may go through. You see, vows are like a good golf swing. They have to have good follow through. It's got to be more than things that you said in an altar in front of a pastor or a justice of the peace or a judge or whoever married you. It's got to be more than just words that you said. This is the commitment. And if you can get inside of your head the commitment that's there, the covenant that you made before friends and before the Lord, when you get into the mentality that this is who we are, this is the marriage that we are in, we are in this for the long haul, that helps fit the mentality that actually helps helps give you marriage victory. 
In fact, I'd heard it said that everything is won and lost on one square foot of real estate. Everything is won and lost on one square foot of real estate. What's that square foot of real estate? It's our brain. It's our mind. It's our mentality. And perhaps that's why so many couples, they're chasing after the emotions of love without having the mentality of love. And if you've got the mentality that says that we are in this for the long haul, that we are in this whether we've got money or no money, we've got sickness or no sickness, we're completely healthy. No matter what we're going through or situation we're in, we are in this for the long haul. And when you've got two people with that type of dedication, you are two people that can make it to the end. So before we get into the emotional side of things, we have to have the mental side of things. And we have to have a brain that is solely fixated on being the right marriage and the right people for this marriage so that this marriage goes to the end. So hold on to your vows. Secondly, choose loving acts. Choose loving acts. Why do I say that? Because I believe that falling in love is actually action-based. It's action-based. I think of the scripture, I believe it's in Revelation 2 or Revelation 3, where Jesus is talking very sternly to a church. And he says, listen, you've lost out on your first love, so go back and do the things that you did once before. Go back and do the things that, that kind of stoked your passion for me, that stoked your heart toward God, heart toward the kingdom of God. And I think that's actually phenomenal marriage advice that for some of us, when, when it came to falling in love with our spouse initially, it happened because we were dating. It happened because we were going out to dinner. We were going to movies. We were playing miniature golf. We were going to a concert together or whatever it was that you did during that whole dating process, it was all action-based. Unless your marriage was, was, uh, was organized by your parents, set up by your parents, and you never had any say in anything, unless you were in that type of situation, there were loving acts that help facilitate those feelings that you were after. Falling in love is action-based. That's a big deal. Thirdly, I would say this, you have to love your spouse in a way that they need to be loved. Love your spouse in a way where they need to be loved. Now, it's, it's kind of nice to love your spouse in the way that you need to be loved. That sounds really nice. But in reality, when you're loving people only in a way that you like to be loved, you actually can sell your spouse short because they may not be getting that. Love your spouse in a way that they need to be loved. Finding ways that they receive love. Find ways that they give love. Way, things that catch their eye. Things that catch their heart. And love them in that way. And then lastly, grow in your friendship. Grow in your friendship. Now, when it comes to our spouses, I've had people debate me on this um, for, for quite a few years that you know your spouse doesn't have to be your best friend. And I, I kind of understand what they're saying, but at the same time, my, my wife is my best friend, and there are things that we've navigated through life that I'm thankful that she and I have been by each other's side for all of the good times and the bad times. But many times, we forget that when we get into the marriage that we have to keep growing that friendship. We have to gr- keep growing that connection, that we have to find ways to not just be friends that meet in our beds, but people that meet outside of those beds, people that actually have conversation, people that actually have interaction, people that know how to navigate conflict resolution, people that understand their roles and how we work together with one another. And the way you do that is you grow in your friendship. Friends talk, 
Friend, friends spend time with one another. Friends love each other enough to confront one another. Friendships lean upon each other when, when you feel empty, you, you feel depleted, or when you're just hurting. You need to look at your spouse as your friend. And so if you're looking to restore that feeling of love in your marriage, it's really very simple, but it's not easy. It's first of all, getting in the right mentality of holding onto your vows. Secondly, it's choosing loving acts. Why? Because falling in love is action-based. Thirdly, it's loving your spouse in a way that they need to be loved and not the way that you like to be loved. And then lastly, grow the friendship. Find ways to rediscover the friendship and to begin to develop that all over again. And when you've got those things happening, you've got those action-based um, um, actions that are going on, you are loving your spouse in a way that they receive love. When you've got that growing friendship where you actually like each other and you're not just existing with one another, and that's driven by the mentality that says, we are together till death do us part, that's when we can restore that feeling that we've been chasing after. We're going to store that feeling that the TV or the movie just seems to make happen in a matter of a half hour to an hour and a half. We can actually restore the falling in love mode of our marriage where it's not taking us back to the place where we're at when we were dating nor necessarily the honeymoon stage, but it actually takes us to a deeper place where falling in love is more than just surface emotions, but it actually has action. It has mentality. It has roots and teeth to it so that we can be a couple that is in it for the long run. That's all I've got for you today. Uh, please go into this week learning how to love your spouse, putting actions to it, grow in your friendships, and love them in the way they need to be loved all through that mentality of holding onto your vows and following through. That's it. Have a great day. God bless.